Hey y'all, it's Andrew. Welcome back to The Snake's Paw. Today we have a basic pitch for you, courtesy of Matthew. Here he is. Anyway, I think that's what Jean-Paul Sartre meant when he said uh, the agony of existentialism. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were we talking about again? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I've got a pitch for y'all. Oh, today. right, right. So y'all are going to have to help me out a lot because this is the barest sketch of an idea. Ooh. So you've got sort of a subgenre of horror film, which is the exorcism movie. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Those are really hot right now. Yeah. And a lot of exorcism movies is just a person who's possessed and they're just doing wacky stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I love wacky. Like, look at this wacky demon. This pea soup and what have you. Um, <laughs> make it seem so charming. <laughs> and well, so that, that's kind of where I'm oh, leaning okay. a little bit. So in the original Exorcist... The girl who gets possessed, the, right. the demon who possesses her, has like a personality. There's like sort of a dynamic. There's almost like a rapport between the priest and the demon. The demon's mostly just fucking with the priest. And the priest <laughs> is trying to get the demon out of the girl. If I ever make like an exorcism movie like that, I hope someone like you writes the description on the back cover. <laughs> so like, like, what's this movie about? Well, the, the demon's just fucking with the priest for an hour and a half. So it's sort of a buddy comedy kind of concept is what I'm hearing. Yeah, the direction I was leading is, well, what if there's this exorcist who goes around exercising demons, and there's just this one demon who's he's, he's just constantly got to deal with. Like, every third person he has to exercise is the <laughs> same demon who comes back. And partly because, like, the demon starts to, like, become fond of the priest. And so he really just wants to hang out with him. So he has to possess one someone, not really because he wants to possess them, just because he wants to hang out with this guy He has again. to make sure he's possessing someone in that priest's jurisdiction. My initial <laughs> instinct is, like you said, kind of of a buddy comedy or like a buddy cop type thing. <laughs> where the priest and the demon have to like pair up to fight against <laughs> evil? <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to highlight, I want the the word evil, the way you said it with a evil? question mark and an exclamation mark, to figure into probably a subtitle of this thing i just i know we're not there yet <laughs> but the demon's know. a demon so like what are they fighting what's what would a priest and a demon team up against my first thought was aliens oh my god yes i am on board <laughs> with this completely because the aliens would be trying to encroach upon the demon's territory they're not what gonna be into al- that. like the aliens have their own heaven and hell and demons and angels and like oh <laughs> like we just have you know earth angels and earth demons and... yeah they've like a whole different cosmology <laughs> oh, that they're man. bringing with them all right so yeah maybe there's like an alien invasion and like the humans have to fight the aliens and the demons have to fight the alien demons so this kind of reminds me of uh the the prophecy the christopher walken movie uh it's been a million years since i seen it but there was one part in there where um they the there was like a an idea that uh, angels and demons are fighting and demons had to like go to earth to find a soul that was so evil that it could come up with something that even demons couldn't think of and i like <laughs> the idea that like if they are teaming up like maybe uh the enemy would just be like a really really bad human who is just so bad the demons are like oh man oh, how are we gonna how are we gonna take this guy down we're gonna have to recruit the help of a priest <laughs> and the Demon is like, I know just the guy, but he's got a restraining order against me. 
I do like the idea that the demon has to like overcome the priest's general resistance to hanging out with the demon <laughs> to get him on board with this whole thing. Oh my gosh, that would be great too if um, if it's not like he's just obsessed with the priest. If he if he actually has to like recruit the priest all of a sudden, like maybe he spends the first twenty years of the priest's life like torturing him for fun, and then finally he's he finds out like oh we actually need him to do us a favor and all the other demons are like you know the guy you go talk him into it so he's like hey priest buddy remember me and the priest is like back to hell with you he's like no 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 really hear me out i'm i'm here i'm here in good terms which it would be that demon who basically like drove him to the priesthood to begin with so in a way oh, he yeah. could be like look you kind of owe your whole direction in life to me so how about I change your whole direction in life again? You can see like oh God. a not very persuasive persuasion act being done. And those are always fun <laughs> to watch someone try to pull off. I'm just trying to think of like the other ways he can try to like make things better with the priest. Like what do you do an edible arrangement? You know, a little note that like, sorry about the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He possesses people to like do him favors and stuff like that. He's like, <laughs> like, you can't possess people for this. Like he's going to. It's uh, still bad. <laughs> he's going to the bank and he's like, "Hey, listen, I need to pull out a hundred dollars to pay this bill." And suddenly the bank teller's like, "Sure thing, Bill. Wait, how'd you know my name? Um, nothing. Here's a thousand dollars. Damn it, Azazel. I know it's you." <laughs> also, like the idea of this might be getting ahead of us, ourselves a bit, but a sequence where the demon is like jumping from body to body, like possessing different people on the fly. <laughs> In like an action sequence, and he's just trying, like he's trying to do ultimate ignoring, where he's just going through a crowd, and Azazel's like, "Wait, wait, you can't run from me." Yes, I can. Yeah, but I'm over here. And, and he's just continually you. throwing holy exactly. water at people, and like exercising oh him from one person <laughs> after another. And so, this is uh, an unrelated but uh, important uh, idea that I came up with uh, a long time ago. Um, an app that uh, will say the latin incantations for um unnecessary exorcism and you can also do it in different languages and stuff and then i kind of came up with the genius idea of like you could just speed it up you know because a computer recording or whatever can speak 10 times faster than a human so you could actually have just a a rapid exorcism app on your phone you could just press it (laughs) he could just be going through the mall with his exorcism app and like you can't run from me forever presses the button like (laughs) throw some holy water on them and they scream as the demon leaves them and falls over and he keeps walking and then another person that could make for some more wacky hijinks when they're looking at the uh, security footage later and they just see a random man throwing water on people and them screaming and falling over yeah well and and like like i feel like there's like very clearly the priest is kind of the straight man here and could be very much like a traditionalist wants to do things the proper way like maybe even wants to give the demons the respect of like or maybe the intimidation of like an individualized exorcism or maybe it's respect to the individuals who are possessed one way or another there's a value to like doing the thing all the way yeah, initially he's, he specializes in like bespoke exorcisms that's right and... <laughs> but once the demon is like possessing an entire mall's worth of people at the same time is when he finally like resorts and presses the big red button oh well then the obvious um you know end of first act get him on board with the the plan i guess it'd be maybe second act 
uh, thing would be he goes into like a really difficult exorcism, the sort of thing that like, you know, it, it takes a priest who's been doing this for 90 years who knows all the tricks to get this particular demon unrooted from this innocent little girl. And he's like going in, he's doing all of the tricks he can think of and nothing's working. And then finally Azazel pops up behind him and is like, hey, hey, I know that guy. You want me to just have a word with him? And he's like, ah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. We'll talk after. So, and I do think that would be a big part of the fun of it is having the priest like slowly get won over by this demon. And then afterwards, he's like, thanks. Now let's talk about these aliens. Yeah. So like the idea that the aliens have their own totally separate cosmology. I mean, the that might be. I, uh, I think the can be there, complicated. There has to be <laughs> some reason why this is the only priest who can help them. And I like the idea that like the first 20 something years of his life, he was going to go into like. Uh, work for NASA or something and he's like been getting top secret security clearance and working at Area 51 and just happens to have already studied alien demons for some reason (laughs) so he's uniquely situated to be the only person on earth who knows about alien demons and knows how to do exorcisms and it's kind of like Armageddon when it's like it's easier to just teach uh, oil riggers how to be (laughs) astronauts astronauts than to teach astronauts how to it's just easier to get this guy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> than to teach regular exorcists how to alien. Because alien exorcisms obviously wouldn't be in Latin. They'd be right, in, they'd the be in alien, space Latin. Like a dead alien language. I feel like we could maybe tie the whole thing together and give it that sort of irreplaceable. <laughs> <laughs> and actually call it space Latin, please. <laughs> if um If we really want to tie all this together and not have the aliens be too kind of uh out of the out of the blue as it were then mm-hmm. i imagine we could go a little bit um a little bit dan brown on this thing and <laughs> make it where like this is the priest who has figured out the trail of clues through like ancient christianity that points to the fact that demons are in fact aliens and always oh. have been and that's how demons first came to earth and this is like the other aliens that they left behind, like oh. chasing after them. And it's like, you want to know what's worse than demons is these guys. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of situation. That actually makes more sense, I guess. And we could, I mean, <laughs> wanna... and it kind of pairs it down a bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. You don't have to have a whole alien theology. And we, we don't necessarily <laughs> have to have clues spread in a trail through like Renaissance art, but we could. Yeah, yeah, which is always I mean, fun. Why That's not? Always really we, we could do like neat. a National Treasure sure. first act. This could also be an explanation for like the origins of Christianity. So we can like choose a timeline, put it like these aliens arrive. Like, uh, it depends on how Old Testament respectful we want to be. But like, you know, put it like I, I feel three like thousand years ago, even and a little bit not one hundred percent Old Testament respectful. Then you're already opening a can of worms. <laughs> uh, so if we're gonna do it. If we're going to do it, we lean hard into it or we don't do it at all. So I say we just go ahead and like Jesus was an alien and that's why he had all these abilities to turn water into wine. It was actually space wine. Oh, God, bring Jesus back for like the the final battle. Like they roll back the stone and he's like, I've just been waiting for the final battle. And he cocks a shotgun. God. (laughs) 
Jesus emerging. So like Easter <laughs> meets kind of like Transformers assemble kind of moment. <laughs> I love a Transformers Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why, but it, well, I mean, what do you think the apostles were for? <laughs> all the so, apostles so just assemble that... into Jesus. Oh, like, so like a it's Voltron like, Jesus. Like a we're like all the, type thing. We're all the... <laughs> I'll form because uh, you got too many to just be like, I'll form the leg. I'll form from the ankle to the knee, and I'll form from the knee to the groin on the left side. <laughs> so do we have the same, if if the demons are aliens, do we have the same ones that first arrived here, or are we like a few generations down, but they've like inherited the names and stuff? Um, I, I like the idea that there are generations of demons. And, like, and our demon at some point can be like, there was a story my grandpa told me. <laughs> so what's the, the lifespan of a demon? Is it just the same as a human? Like they live to be 70 or 80, depending on how healthy they are. And then when they die, they just die. Clean thousand yeah, years and just instantly blown out Clean like a thousand. candle. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Easy. Hence 3,000 years were three generations down. Who remembers anything Perfect. three generations so be, later? His, his grandfather would be the yeah. one who was being chased by the, um, the other aliens. That's right. And wow. it's like grandpa and his crazy war stories. We're going to call this movie Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> Just want Blast. people to know what they're getting in for. Uh, Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you, um, mm. <laughs> that was pretty. Uh, I mean, I, what I love about that title, among other things, how, that is, okay, four consonants in a row. Not that remarkable, but like Blasphemy. <laughs> you have to like say st- <laughs> Your mouth has to sort of explode in the middle of the word to say it correctly. I, I love the idea of getting the entire nation to struggle to pronounce the same word at the same time. So that alone would have brought me on board. Blasphemy, awesome. colon, a I fight like against e- dot, 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 evil? Question evil? mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> I like, that's, uh, that's a good combo, too. I like yeah. uh, the ambiguity there. So the main character, the... Uh, former treasure hunter, uh, military, whatever, uh, now priest, alien hunter. Exorcist. Uh, exorcist. Jonathan Blast. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be an everyman character. <laughs> Who doesn't Who find something in there to ID with, right? Exactly. <laughs> I think maybe his, um, his, his character arc, besides getting over distrusting demons... Uh, getting over his prejudices is maybe <laughs> overcoming his fear of, uh, of of new technologies because you know he doesn't like using the exorcism app until he has to. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel and like we can. End, that can be a stand-in for something bigger in his past, something that like scared him off of really completing the puzzle. So when he was investigating the origins of the demons, I mean, something about it, something about the means, something about the implications, it uh, it like spooked him at the last minute he didn't quite connect the puzzle so he didn't figure out what the aliens like ultimate weakness was and so he has to be something related to technology yeah so he's got to lean into to to, like trying new things in order to really like see this all through to the end and if that's the case then by the end of the story he has a weapon that could obliterate all demons everywhere not just exercise them but like obliterate them and he and his friend demon have to have to reckon with that. I'm not suggesting that this is what we do, um, <laughs> even though I've suggested sillier things. But this is the idea that popped into my head uh, when you were describing like some sort of technology uh, that like scared him off. Was he's just 
uh, deciphering hieroglyphics and like his assistant is like, hey, check out my laser pointer and points it in his eye and then he goes blind and for the rest of the movie he's got an eye patch. <laughs> he's like, I don't trust technology. Technology took my eye. <laughs> and then at the end when he's fighting alongside Jesus against uh, anti-Jesus alien, he's like, well, I guess maybe I should give this a try again and pulls out a lightsaber or whatever technology there is. Yeah. So like Just I said, I'm not Jesus saying we do this. Jesus throws him a laser gun. He's like, I can't do it. It's technology. And Jesus is like, yes, you can. I'm Jesus. I'm telling you. We could also have a scene where like a light comes down from a cloud. It's like, a, <laughs> but then it's like a mothership coming down <laughs> out of the sky. I'm so curious. We... In this cosmology, like, do we have angels? Yeah, that's because maybe there's different like factions of aliens Mm -hmm. because even in christian theology or at least a lot of the christian like mythology uh demons are angels who revolted sure so in theory i guess the aliens who are coming to the planet could be angels oh yeah because they're still they like we didn't get the the mark of the fallen whatever sure they're coming to they're coming to catch them yeah yeah but then but we then have the, to. It think, turns out the aliens, like the angels, aren't necessarily good. They're just not. It's like they're not proven guilty, but we all know they did it, kind of. Right? <laughs> and then we could actually make them biblically accurate angels. Yeah, with like with the, a thousand eyes. A thousand eyes and the, the and concentric and... circles and the, and the squeedly spooch. Yeah, talk about. <laughs> I mean, seeing that come down through the clouds, that is yeah. uh, that's far oh, from a Renaissance gosh. painting. Um. <laughs> Andrew, was it you who told me, because uh, I just recently found this out, and I can't remember who told me, that a more accurate translation of that uh, famous Bible line that the angels were saying, the uh, be not afraid, was this you? I don't think so. So someone went back and looked at the original Aramaic and was like, yeah, okay, be not afraid is an acceptable uh, translation, but a more accurate translation is please stop screaming. <laughs> wow no that was and not I was like me. yeah that makes sense oh. <laughs> i just love the idea of these aliens like i have something important to tell you ah! <laughs> please everybody stop screaming calm down calm down be not afraid <laughs> i can also see from that like angels who are especially if it's angels who aren't necessarily good they're just kind of on the side of the law that <laughs> if they're coming in if if <laughs> If angels are a little bit like obsessive about order and consistency, and so we are maybe like the only planet out there that has life of the kind that ours has, and it just ticks them off. Like they just got to come <laughs> over here and like give it a good scrub. And uh, and then really, like, that's the stakes for them is just like it just looks wrong. It just needs cleaning. And then we can finally sleep again on the perfectly clean. So here's our plan. First, we're going to kill all your demons. And the humans are like, yeah. And then we're going to give you guys another great flood. Whoa. And then we're going to go. We'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to join up with the demons to resist the angels flooding the earth because i feel like we do have to probably do a little bit of work to make the angels unsympathetic so making them terrifying and thousand-eyed or otherwise just 
extremely not human and making them want to exterminate us out of uh, a matter of just kind of personal aesthetics. Yeah, just mm. being OCD. Yeah. <laughs> now, in that case, because we br brought up the notion of Jesus being an alien, being involved in this, <laughs> like, wow. what's his role in this? <laughs> Because presumably, if he's joining sides with the demon and the priest, he's not on the side of the angels, but he's not necessarily pro-demon either. I guess he just wants to protect humanity? Or maybe he's a human-alien hybrid? Oh, yes, he's got to be a human-alien hybrid. Oh, yeah, because... Because, yeah, uh, his conception. mother is going to be Mary, and his father is going to be um, the king-alien, God. Yep. I, <laughs> I, think uh, this, I was this wondering, too... blasphemy to the top... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if this is about like bringing the whole kind of like everybody's motives into clear focus, I was wondering as well. And maybe this leads us to a uh, an answer on on Jesus. Um, <laughs> what the demons want out of all the possession and stuff? Because it makes sense if they're running away, if they're like rebels, it makes sense that they're kind of running and hiding on an obscure planet. And in that case, the angels are really showing up to like get rid of them, but they're kind of getting rid of us in the process. There's uh, an implication that this all kind of dances around, and that is that um, we wouldn't be the only planet with life because otherwise, obviously, the angels should go straight to Earth. Like maybe there's just so many other planets that have life that uh, uh, the demons are like, we're just going to pick this one no one really pays attention to. We're going to go there and... and we could actually just put everything into like um, it, we could explain how demons have guided uh, human technology towards oh, exploring the stars because they got here on a spaceship in 1000 BC and like it broke, you know, it, it was a, a pyramid, I guess. And we are and now, we're a little too late to give <laughs> the the I mean, a we're very late to the party on giving aliens agency for pyramids, so. We ourselves are late, but our arrival date of 3,000 years ago, a little too late for giving aliens credit for pyramids. What just suddenly showed up 1,000 years B.C.? Let me just check Wikipedia You're right fast. Assuming I know way more about history than I do. <laughs> well, I didn't know that fact about pyramids. I yeah, pyramids are like, what, 4,000 B.C.? Or something I, like I that? don't know. 3,000 B.C.? Andrew apparently studies pyramids more than either of us. <laughs> So I'm down for that relative flex. <laughs> while you're <laughs> while you're looking up uh, what we could pretend was actually an alien uh, creation, um, I'll, I'll roll ahead with this uh, crazy thought, and it's that uh, so they've been guiding mankind towards the stars, and now that we're almost there, um, and like we we kind of are getting close to being able to send people to colonize other planets and that was the demon's plan all along maybe that's part of why they possess people they possess people who they think need to be possessed in order to um guide things that doesn't really make a lot of sense but you know well yeah based on the way possessed people typically behave yeah they don't like get possessed i mean like ah this is the formula you're supposed to use for rocket fuel you idiots ah. <laughs> Maybe they're possessing people who are potentially impeding their oh, yeah. progress. Like, the senator was supposed to sign the bill condemning the rocket fuel, but he was busy at his niece's exorcism. Um, anyway, um, so... <laughs> and that is why the angels have to come and kill them and kill us, because we're 
We're not allowed to leave our cage, and we've just figured it out. I missed all of that because I was reading an article <laughs> uh, about the 1000s BC. And what's fun about that on Wikipedia is Wikipedia is, is just, man, fraught with specificity. And it turns out when you look at the 1000s BC, they're talking about a decade. And so, oh, yeah. So man, like what happens in that like 10 year period? So candidates for <laughs> what it looks like for the aliens to arrive. Um, so we could decide that there is something about alien origins in King David of the ancient Israelites or Solomon. We also could decide that Wait, it has something to King do. Solomon of King Solomon's that uh, one. Yeah. Mines fame. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we also have Zoroaster the... of Zoroastrianism. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A prototypical. It's a busy decade. Uh, well, and, and admittedly, Zoroaster's approximate date, the estimate range extends from 1000 BC to 600 BC. So we've got quite a delta there. Okay. Um, <laughs> my favorite, though, is about 1000 BC is when Hungarian separates from its closest linguistic relatives, the Ob Ugric languages. So if that's not an alien meteor impact event, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, Assyrians started to conquer their neighboring regions around then, too. That's suspicious. So we've got lots of options. So the yeah. Assyrians were aliens. Zoroaster was just an alien. Who <laughs> um, was 400 years late, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, they lived to be a thousand. Like, guys, why'd you leave me behind? Guys. I like that we've extended our blasphemy into other <laughs> religious <laughs> systems. Blasphemy is very, I mean, especially if you're trying to, like, make up a story that explains all of history. Like, the scope creep on blasphemy is going to get really massive. Yeah. Luckily, I think we're blasphemy. inventing here, if we're talking about, like, merchandising opportunities, you know, my <laughs> God, I mean, you could start a religion on the back of this, and that would be extremely profitable. And it would be like a blasphemy-proof religion. There already has to be a religion where aliens or angels are aliens, right? Like that has to be a thing. Yep. Angels are aliens. Are you googling a- angels are aliens right now? <laughs> I am. Introduction from Angels to Aliens, YouTube, Ancient Aliens, Were Mythical Fallen Angels Actually, dot, dot, dot. Man, join us at AlienCon to see your favorite experts. Also, we were talking earlier about uh, biblically accurate aliens. Maybe so if I ever need a new trivia team name, biblically accurate <laughs> aliens <laughs> is going to be a, a contender. Uh, so yeah, biblically accurate angels. You have maybe it's not the angels themselves that look like this. Maybe it's the ship. So there's like oh, all these lights that are like yeah. interpreted as eyes, and there's like concentric. Yeah rings that are spinning so to create the centrifugal force needed to maintain like a reasonable gravity on a ship oh, i'm yeah, hearing yeah, yeah that's a thing a real downer amount of physics going on here <laughs> sorry <laughs> there will be we'll get all of the science we'll cram it into like at like 20 second explanation yeah. from like, the nerd that's right who, there will be uh, one character with up. glasses <laughs> Oh, he's going to be the one who wrote the app. He's going to be like, I got a new, a bunch of, like, he's the Q 
for the exorcist who comes in. He's like, hey, I have this app that uh, exercises demons in 20 seconds flat. And also, did you know centripetal force is required in, <laughs> in space? Just told him on Twitter. <laughs> he's got like, and this is my laser pin. And the priest is like, no, no laser pins. <laughs> Like, oh, your eye. I'm sorry, I forgot. I have a robot eye. No! Oh, man, maybe we can incorporate Leviathan into this. Maybe Leviathan, Leviathan is going to have like... to fight the Voltron Jesus. <laughs> it's like another alien. That is, but it's like not an, put it the alien race. It's just like an alien creature from oh, yeah, this sure. other planet. I'm just trying to think of ways to spice up the climax. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. we definitely don't have enough yet. <laughs> you know what? This final battle between Voltron, Jesus, lightsaber, and the aliens needs a little Ooh. bit of spice. And if the if the angels are, are really germaphobic, you could really justify that by, like, they don't want to get their hands dirty, and maybe they're, like, morally concerned. Like, we don't like to to be the ones who kill people. But we can, like, you know, sprinkle your planet with some bait. And we just know. We know certain things that will show up when they smell this on your planet. (laughs) The planet swallowing Leviathan is being attracted to the stink bait they put in our atmosphere. (laughs) Stink bait. (laughs) (laughs) So that could be the means of destruction, which we haven't really thought about so far. And now I'm yeah. thinking, and this is not related to this specifically, how come angels don't possess people if demons can possess people? Do angels just not do it, but they can? Or they just don't want to? Or is it like there are certain powers you can only get if you're a demon, like with the Force, where only the dark <laughs> side gets the electric hands? Yeah, it might be a moral objection. Sort of a free will, do you? It's like a rule, yeah. I mean, they could still possess, like, corpses. (laughs) Man, and then somewhere in this we learn that zombies have been the good guys all along. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Man, we're getting a lot. There's a lot of moving parts in this now. We're going to have to, like, pepper that in early. It's like, suddenly there are zombies. But the zombies seem like they're pretty okay. And Azazel's like, no, don't trust a zombie. It's actually just alien angels. (laughs) Never it's trust like, a zombie. Yeah, very early in the movie, she so have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Azazel. No one knows what you're talking about. Sprinkle. All right. Yeah. Um, Got a I, lot of work with here. We should yeah. probably cut it off at some point. <laughs> I feel like we generally carry these things <laughs> to where we guy. have a like paralyzing number of ideas. So I think we've yeah. we've really brought it to that sweet spot. Okay. Cool. There's either a series in this that will go on forever or there's uh, oh God, yeah. a lot of trimming to do. <laughs> Get like Supernatural where there's 50 seasons. Yeah. Just a movie and then several sequels. We could introduce the zombies in the sequels maybe. That's right. Yeah, we don't want to yeah. overload people with yeah. the zombie aliens yet. Get, amp up the stakes with Leviathan right. in the second movie. Yeah. But then where do you go from <laughs> Leviathan? That, that's true. Maybe that's the third movie you got to save him for. So the zombies in the second movie and then okay. Leviathan. That's right. Leviathan is it's our Death Star. It's a trilogy. A trinity. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sorry. On that note. <laughs> Blasphemy, the fight against evil, the, tri- the, oh, the trinity. Oh, gosh. Yeah. If you keep going, of course, like the next one, they're going to go back in time. It'll be blasphemy from the past for me. <laughs> The second one's going to be too blast, too fast. Uh, Jack, you clearly mispronounced blast, too blast, too fast.
Okay. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Yeah, we'll uh, start the crowdfunding soon. We'll uh, we'll pass the offering plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, bet there's some version of uh, a, a thing we could legally get away with where we just go to churches and we talk about, we really want to make a story that uh, highlights the, the battle between good and evil, between uh, demons and angels, and uh, we just, we need some some money to get the, the good news, the message out there into theaters and don't say anything specific because we weren't making people linger enough already. only every <laughs> time we do that we have to say evil it's the fight between good and evil <laughs> and if we can convince people even after doing that then we deserve whatever we get <laughs> blast for from the past <laughs> There we go, y'all. Another basic pitch. Thanks for listening and for tolerating us. As always, you can find us at thesnakespaw.com and on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at thesnakespaw. You can also find us at ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com slash thesnakespaw, where a lovely band of people supports the show. Thanks to y'all and to all y'all. See you next time.